Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Good Lift Podcast. This is your host, Erica Stevens. Today, we will be discussing overcoming an injury. Um, This is a topic that many of you reached out and said would be something you were interested in listening to. So over the next however many minutes, I will be giving you my two cents on overcoming an injury. So to get started... Uh, We'll start with physical, we'll follow up with mental. Um, Physically overcoming an injury can be extremely challenging. Um, You know your body is capable of X, Y, and Z, but at this point in time you can only do X. If you can even do X, maybe you can only do A, B, and C. And that's on a completely different end of the spectrum from what you're trying to do. So where we'll start is um, always start any injury recovery plan by going to see a doctor or a PT, um, talk through with them what they think and what you think is happening or what's going on, and establish a treatment plan from there. Treatment plans could be fairly simple, it could be fairly complex, but get some other eyes on that, um, especially not just like your bro at the gym. Uh, Doctors are useful, not everybody trusts them, but at least get an opinion and see maybe they're seeing something that you're not. Um, It's important to do this in the healthiest and safest way possible when you're overcoming any form of injury, especially if it's your back or your neck. Um, Get imaging. Talk to your professional. Again, that's that's just where I want to start because there's my little disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I am just a person with a podcast and a clothing brand. So... Um, if you do feel like reading, if you have a back injury, um, I highly recommend the Stu McGill book, The Back Mechanic. Um, that has helped me get back on my feet a couple times. Uh, the PT wasn't really helping, but the book did. So again, another set of eyes. Uh, in this case, it was a book, but it definitely helped me figure out how to evaluate my self and see what the pain triggers were and how to avoid them in everyday life which is sometimes something they don't show you in PT just like oh here is how you should tie your shoes or here is how you should sit on a chair to avoid triggering pain especially if it's nerve pain. So now that you've seen your doctor talk to your PT whatever you decided to do with that um, you could have ignored me I don't know. Um, Now it's time to get moving again. Now you're feeling like, okay, I'm ready to do some rehab movements. I'm ready to get some weight on my back or whatever stage you're at. Um, But it's important to remember as you're getting back in that every small movement that you do at this point in time, there is a chance of recurrence. And at the same time, even those small little things that you're doing are going to add up. So in the wise words of Joe Sullivan, if you're too big to do the small things, you're too small to do the big things. So keep that in mind. If you're too big and too proud and too strong to do all of those little mobility and stability and rehab movements that you need to do in order to get back, you're going to get hurt again. You're going to do the same thing over and over again. And what's the definition of insanity? Repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. So if you never change your habits, if you never change your patterns, 
you're going to keep getting hurt. You're going to keep repeating the same fault, essentially, over and over again. And I am just as guilty of that as everybody else because you start feeling good and you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't need to spend that extra 30 minutes before my workout doing X, Y, Z because I feel great, so I'm just going to go do it. But then six months later, you're hurt and angry and pissed off again because you're hurt again. So what I'm saying is the most important factors in your recovery are patience and consistency. Uh, above all, really, patience. You can be in a rush and, again, you're just going to get hurt again. You have to be willing to do the small little things. You have to be willing to go into the gym, watch everybody else deadlift, and you have a hip circle around your knees and you're doing goblet squats. You could be prepping for the biggest meet of your life. Exhibit A, me. I, I'm that person right now. Um, I go into the gym. I have my hip circle. I do my goblet squats. I do my heel taps. I do maybe one other small thing. I might do some light dumbbell shoulders and arms. And I sit there and I watch everybody else lift. And then I go home. It's frustrating, um, to say the least, but it's those small things that I have to do and it's the patience that I have to have in order to get back under the bar um, and get back into meat, meat preparation mode. So be patient and stay consistent. So this is something I'm going to have to repeat to myself. I'll probably have to force myself to listen to this podcast um, in about three months when I'm moving again and I feel great and it's summer and I don't want to spend the additional time in the gym so I'm going to want to slack on my stability and my mobility movements but more than anything it, now's the time that I need to correct my correct my patterns I need to find the resultant um, benefit um, what I see as a reward so that I can change my habit and not continue slacking off on those small exercises that stability work that core work um once i get back to moving so really the reward is not getting hurt again but you really lose sight of what the injury feels like when you're about three months past it and you're doing the same weights that you were doing before you got hurt it's a really weird phenomena um and i've experienced it a few times now and for the three months after the injury, I am on it. I do my mobility. I do my strengthening. I do my warm-ups. I do my post. I do my stretching. And then one day, I just snap out of it, and I no longer remember what that injury felt like, and I'm no longer afraid of it. Um, it's cool because that means I'm not afraid to get back under heavy weight, but it also means I'm foolish because... I can't be I can't lose that fear of the recurrence at least. Um you don't want to be afraid of the weight, but you you should have enough fear in the back of your mind that you keep up on your on your small mobility and stability exercises. So maintaining that consistency, that's probably second most important thing on a physical standpoint. Um even if you're back are you ever really back? Um, things have to change as you get older, as you become a more experienced lifter. 
things change in order for you to improve and it gets even harder to hit those PRs and to get more weight on the bar, the more experience of a lifter you are. So it's all those little building blocks that, that add up. Um, look at any wall or building. It's not built out of three bricks. It's built out of thousands. Take those thousand blocks, build yourself, build, build yourself as an athlete. Invest that additional time that you need into yourself. You are worth it. You're worth pain-free lifting. You deserve to lift pain-free. Um, take the time when things are light. I've said this in my probably my last two podcasts, but take the time while things are light and really work on technique. Um, dial in where you might be lacking. Find those small muscle groups that are weak because you've just gotten too strong without them around them um a lot of lifters have weak uh weak hips weak psoas um and that's literally because our erectors are so strong that it just overpowers that muscle group but guess where most of our injuries come from guess where most of our discomfort comes from it comes from those muscles it comes from a tight psoas um it comes from tight hip flexors so take the time, um, work on those things, work on the small things, be consistent with it, keep it going, even when even when you feel like you're back. We're going to use the house or the wall analogy. You build the foundation of the house, right? So you're injured, you spend all this time laying bricks, you built this foundation. You're not all of a sudden going to get to the actual building the house part and short take a shortcut. Well, this foundation's good, so the house will stand up fine. Okay, yeah, until that first windstorm comes and blows the motherfucker down. Um, so don't let the windstorm come. Or the windstorm is going to come, but endure it. Um, if you put all of the work into making a sound structure and you're the structure, you're going to make it through those bad times better than if you don't. Trust me when I say it's worth it. Um, so same kind of thing if we want to use an analogy with consistency and patience um tortoise in the hair the tortoise even though he knows he's slow as shit he's he's not trying to run he's just kind of going along at his pace um and he wins in the end right because maybe there's all those fast hairs running around him but he just kind of keeps his head down and does his thing um think of this in terms of powerlifting, right Maybe you're the lifter that's been in the game for three or four years now. You're international elite level, maybe a little higher. Um, you're busting your ass still. You're just kind of going at your slow and steady pace. And here come all these new lifters, the, the 22-year-olds. You're, you're in your 30s, 22, 23-year-olds. They're, they're just flying past you. Well, are they going to burn out? Are they going to get bored? Are they going to get hurt? Are they building their foundation? I mean, that's really their business if they are or aren't, but just stay on your path and you'll probably win the race in the end. And the last little tidbit that I want to say on the um, physical end of things is pushing through pain doesn't necessarily make you a badass. There's a certain amount of pain that you can lift through and it's like, okay, yeah, push through it it's not that bad or it's just a strain or whatever 
maybe not something that you can really address and get any type of immediate response. Um, but if you have severe pain, pushing through it does not make you a badass. It makes you stupid. So if you continue to push through something that is extremely painful or maybe, like myself, nerve pain, um, you can cause permanent nerve damage, and that's something that you're, you're never going to get back. If your nerve degenerates, you're pretty fucked there. Um, so don't don't think you're a hard ass for lifting or pushing through all of this pain. I've done that. It's not smart. Um, the pain's going to come back eventually. Just take care of yourself. Take care of whatever it is. And then focus on rehabbing and getting back. You'll really end up um, coming out on top. So I'll give you an example of being stupid and training through the pain, and that's that's with myself. So I was last year, I um, was struggling with the same nerve pain I'm struggling with now. I decided I was just gonna lift through it because fuck it, it's nerve pain, it's not real pain. I do say that a lot still, um, but I'm a little bit more conscious of it than I was last year. So last year I was in nationals prep. I just trained through the pain. I said, ah, fuck this. I'm just going to do as much as I can every day until the pain tells me I can't do anymore. So that's what I did. And if you follow me on my personal Instagram page, I posted a video of me squatting 455 for a double in wraps. And this was months before nationals, probably like four or five months. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. 455. I doubled it. That means... I'm going to get like 500 when I get to nationals. At nationals, I squatted 451 and I failed 468. So I literally, a few weeks after that 455, lost a ton of strength. I don't know what caused it, um, but I really fucked myself. I think if I would have um, stepped back and instead of training through that pain... If I would have stepped back and just rehabbed it like I am now and then got back to the platform, I really think I would have come out above where what I did. So rather than like a 451 squat, I might have got like a 474. Um, but it was extremely frustrating when I walked off the platform after that meet. That was actually two years ago, not last year. Um, but two years ago, it was extremely frustrating and... Um, Walking off the platform, knowing a few months before I had doubled the weight that I hit, and then I couldn't hit ten pounds more. Um, don't don't be that. Don't don't let your ego push you to do more. Um, listen to your if your friends are telling you like, dude, chill out. Listen to your friends. Listen to your family. Listen to your girlfriend. Listen to your boyfriend. Listen to your partner. Whoever. Um, listen to yourself. Listen to your body. Don't listen to your brain. Don't listen to your ego. And honestly, don't listen to your heart because my heart is the one that's driving me saying, you're better than this. Let's fucking lift. Let's get the weight. Let's push. Let's push. Let's push. So don't do not do that. You'll, you'll thank me later. Um, or you'll thank yourself. I really don't care who you thank as long as you're smart about treating an injury. Um, really treat your injury with respect. Uh, it kind of owns you. So just... Treat your injuries with respect. Um, and that's kind of the last bit of advice I have on the physical side of overcoming an injury. So now we're going to switch over to the mental side. 
Um, this is definitely the side that I struggle with the most. I've been hurt quite a few times now. And when I say hurt, I mean I've dealt with a couple injuries. Um, mostly my back. I had a shoulder injury where I couldn't bench for like six months and no PT could figure it out. And one day I just didn't hurt anymore and it was really weird. But I'll take it as a win. Um, that's the one that I, I actually couldn't lift through it at all. So that mentally like crippled me. So I have a few pointers, I guess, for mentally overcoming an injury. Um, the, the biggest one that helps me is to take the time that you're hurt or injured to learn or maybe to get involved in the sport in another way. So maybe there are some beginners at the gym that you could really help. Um, go offer them some help. You don't have to lift to help them, but you can train vicariously through them. Uh, that's something I do with my clients. Uh, honestly, when I'm hurt, I get more excited to see them do well because I know I can't do it. And it's even more exciting to watch other people do it and people overcome whatever they're overcoming. I have a couple clients that are just coming off of injuries and I know when they tell me their lifts don't hurt and that feels great, like I get so excited for them. And I know that eventually that will be me, but I'm going to let them have the time in the sun and have all of my excitement. So that's one way you could get involved. Um, another way is to become a ref. You could always do your ref practical, maybe start judging some meets. It's not all that fun all the time, but it's a way to be involved that is not sitting there watching Instagram being pissed off that you're hurt. It's definitely uh, mentally healthier than the latter. So while we're on that topic of just scrolling Instagram being miserable, um, big big um, recommendation stop watching your competition if you aren't somebody that can be happy for other people doing well um, sitting on your phone all day scrolling Instagram watching the people that you're going to be competing against doing well progressing hitting PRs being excited um, it can be extremely detrimental to your mental state uh, I kind of have issues with this but at the same time I don't because these people are far stronger than I am. So yeah, they're pulling away further, but I've shifted gears in my case specifically to how can I put together the best meat possible? Um, that's also a hard mentality to have, but sometimes it's needed and sometimes it's just what you have to do in order to get through whatever you're going through. So put your phone down or follow their accounts or mute their posts, whatever you have to do, but don't sit there and dwell and dwell and dwell on this lifter lifting X amount and you should be lifting that because you are going to, you're going to burn yourself out and then that's when you're going to revert and want to push through the pain and do a bunch of other stupid things rather than just letting yourself heal and recover however you need to do. Um... That's more, more patience. Um, I have that note written down. And something else to keep in mind mentally. Um, this is a big one. 
uh, people are going to ask you like, oh, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's your back feel? Blah, blah, blah. And you're going to say, oh, well, you know, I, today was a bad day. I, I couldn't sit on the toilet and I couldn't get comfortable. And then this happened and I can't tie my shoes. I had to have my girlfriend help me put my socks on or whatever. And most people don't actually know what that feels like or what actually needing somebody else to help you do like mundane daily tasks, things you'd normally take advantage of. Um, most people don't know what that feels like, especially in the lifting world, um, unless you're surrounded by other lifters who have also gone through very serious injuries. Um, it's hard. It's hard to be like, well, this was a bad day. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, um, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's all they have. But you can't hold that against them because they probably really don't know what you're feeling. And the other thing is sometimes you'll have like a good day and but you're still in a lot of pain. Like you're you're having a great day and people will say things like, oh, you're moving so good today. You'll be back into the bar in no time. And in the back of your head, you're like, fuck, like I still have, I still have at least two months before I'm touching a barbell and I know it. Um, so if you're injured, keep in mind that people may not know what you're feeling. And some people with very high pain thresholds, you are another like uh, anomaly, I guess, where you'll be in a fuck ton of pain, but you just kind of live through it. But people really don't know what that is. A lot of people don't have a high pain tolerance. Um, but on the other side of that, so if you're somebody who isn't injured and you have somebody in your gym who is or whatever, um, just watch how you say some things because you don't know how they're feeling that day. Um, not necessarily they're going to snap on you or whatever, but maybe they're having a really good day and you saying, oh, you'll be back under the on the platform in no time, that might not really be the case. And it's actually um, more mentally detrimental to hear that and people thinking you're going to be back in no time when you might have a more realistic timeline and it could be weeks, months, whatever. And then they are going to have to explain to you how, oh, no, yeah, I'm moving pretty good today, but I'm just happy I got my socks on without needing help and I took a shit and it didn't fucking cause nerve pain sitting on the toilet seat. Like those are real things and those are great days and as an injured person, you should s almost celebrate those days and be excited for those days, but just as the outsider looking in, just be supportive, but don't don't put thoughts into that other lifter's head like, oh, you'll be back in no time. You're going to kill this still, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just avoid those kinds of words or conversations. Just ask how they're doing. Ask if you can help in any way. Um, I know I was lifting yesterday. I was doing some light trap bar stuff. The bar racks at the gym are really wonky. Um, so it's really difficult to get some of these specialty bars out and I just walked over to one of the guys. I was like, hey, I was like, can you um, grab the trap bar out for me? And that meant a lot to me that they were willing to just be like, yeah, okay. They walked over. They helped me load the bar. They helped me break the bar down. They helped me put the bar back. And he said when he was putting it away, he's like, hey, when I hurt myself without any words, you and the guys went and stripped my bar and put it away so that I didn't have to deal with it. 
So it's just those like silent and simple acts of kindness, I'll say, that they could mean a lot to somebody who's injured and it it could really just make the difference between them being able to do something that day or that them not being able to do something that day. So help out where you can um, if you're not the injured person. And injured people, try not to get mad at people who don't understand what you may be going through. Um, you are kind of the minority in that case, I'd say. Um, I'd say at my gym, there's probably like four or five of us that really know what a a serious injury feels like and the rest of the members have been fortunate enough to not and many of them have the guidance to hopefully keep them away from those serious injuries um, but really all in all um, the mental strength through an injury is much harder to maintain for me personally than the physical strength so yeah you're gonna lose strength if you if you don't lift for six weeks you're gonna lose X amount of strength, but maintaining that mental strength and that mental positivity is probably the harder part. Um, so with the positivity part, um, try to stay as positive as you can. This is something I haven't done well in the past and this this uh, round of injury and flare up, I really tried to take a positive stance on life on training on taking this time to learn or whatever I'm doing that day because I was miserable when I when my back flared up last year I was miserable I can only imagine how miserable I was to be around um don't be that person try to find something to be positive about every day uh, I know the one day I again I put I put my socks on and it didn't hurt um I was able to put my pants on and not think about it, which that's a huge accomplishment if you have a back injury. Anybody who's had a back injury, they, they'll agree with you to like just pick up a pair of pants and like put them on. That's that's gold. That's accomplishment. Um, but take those little bits of anything good and let them drive your positivity for each day. Um, and it doesn't even have to be physical or um, lifting related. Uh, I know during this injury, I decided that I was not going to drink a ton and eat a ton, which is what I normally do when I'm pissed off and sad. Um, and I ordered meal prep. Um, I, I'm lazy. I don't want to cook for myself and I just really don't feel like I want to waste my time on that when I have so many other things I can do with my time. But I have really, I'd say, turned around my diet in the last few weeks. I have lost hmm, probably 12 to 15 pounds in the last four weeks, and I feel pretty good. Um, so I'm probably at a pretty high calorie deficit right now, but again, I'm not training, and I'm going to turn that around here once I get some weight on my back again, and I'm going to eat a surplus and try and gain some more weight. I'd like to walk into the showdown around like 175. I was probably um, 162 yesterday. So I've got plenty of room to move. I know not all of that will be muscle, but I'm going to try to gain as lean of um, mass as I can. That's something I've always struggled with. 
So I'm taking it as a positive, something to be happy about, something to be excited about, that I've been able to order my meal prep, actually eat it, and having an accountability buddy has really helped with that. So have somebody help you hold hold yourself accountable when you're when you're unable to lift, or even if you are able to lift, or maybe you're getting into those rehab prehab exercises and you're getting close to where you're not going to continue to do them because it, it you don't need it because everything feels fine. Um, get a friend, make them hold you accountable for it. Uh, my buddy Danny, he's my food accountability buddy. He sends me a picture of his meal prep every day. I send him a picture of my meal prep every day. Uh, we send pictures of protein shakes. We just keep each other on track in terms of diet. Um, accessories, I hate doing accessories. Uh, Trisha King, she's my um, accessory accountability buddy. I tell on myself basically and she tells on herself, if we don't do our accessories, we'll literally text each other and be like, hey, I didn't do my accessories today. But in the probably 16 weeks that we were doing that, I missed my accessories twice. So that's an accomplishment for me. Um, have somebody help hold you accountable for things, even if it's something small. Um, but if it's something that can bring some positivity to your day, to your week, to your month, while you're down, do it. Um, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. Diet, reading, maybe you're like, hey, I wanna learn more about programming. Um, hey, can you make sure that I read X number of pages or X number of minutes each day? And most of your friends, if they're a real friend, they'll call you or text you and check in and be like, hey, did you do your reading today? And if they don't, find somebody else because you can message me and be like, hey, will you message me every day and make sure that I did my reading? And I absolutely would if I thought that it was going to help you grow yourself or improve your life or maybe help you get through a hard time. Um, simple things. Simple things can really help when you're injured or not injured. Um, but the, the very, very last thing that you want to keep in mind when you're injured, um, and I've seen this online a million times, people post this all the time, but even a 1% improvement every day is substantial. So in terms of improvement, if you improve even the slightest bit each day, you're going to make grand improvements in the end. So yeah, there's going to be steps backwards. There's going to be days where you don't improve. There's going to be days where you twisted or you sneezed or something happened and you took one step back. But if you had 15 steps forward and each of those 15 steps are 1% and you only take three steps back when you sneeze or hurt yourself or whatever happened, you're still ahead 12% from where you are when you started. So just keep keep that in mind. It's the little things. Um, maybe it's maybe it's putting your socks on pain free one day. Maybe it's your socks in your pants. Maybe it's, maybe it's everything. Maybe it's that you don't hurt when you knelt down to pet your dog or take their leash off or whatever. Um, but try to keep track of those things. And if you're really struggling with finding things to to keep yourself positive, carry a notebook around with you. Um, and write down things that are meaningful to you or are noticeable or might have made you smile or whatever. And then at the end of the day, look back on that. And then when you wake up in the morning the next day, start your day with rereading your list. Um, it's something small, 
but it definitely works. Um, I've actually started carrying a notebook around with myself for not quite the same reasons, um, but I take notes for podcasts, for whatever, but I, if I always have my notebook, I always have somewhere to write down what I'm thinking, and then when I sit down at night and I read through whatever I wrote that day, or when I sit down to do my podcast, or I sit down to make an Instagram post, um, it one, it gives me more content, and two, it gives me a little bit of like a smile because it's like, wow, look at all of these things that I thought about all day, or look at all of these ideas, or all of these concepts, and look at how I can improve myself with all of this. So really take the time that you are injured or whatever and put that energy that you would normally put in a training towards yourself or towards helping others. And I guarantee you that you will get through the injury much better. You'll get through it way happier. Your friends will be very happy that you're not completely unbearable like I can imagine I have been in the past. Um, especially your partners, the ones that are helping take care of you. Don't be a dick. Um, but overall, that's kind of my pointers for overcoming an injury, both physically and mentally. If you are struggling yourself to get through an injury and you want to talk about it, go ahead and shoot me a DM at e.stevens11 on Instagram or uh, good underscore lift underscore apparel on Instagram. Both of those accounts are me. Uh, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. I'd be more than happy to find a way to help you get through it. Um, I'm not a doctor though, so don't come seeking like medical advice because I'm just going to tell you to go see your doctor or PT. Um, but thank you for listening. I hope something that I had to say today resonated with you. I wish there would have been a similar podcast when I got hurt the first time to help me get through it. Um, so have a glorious day and check me out on Instagram if you haven't yet. Thank you.